Hi, Rebecca. Thank you very much for joining us today. Dealmaker is one of the fastest growing fintech companies in Canada, experiencing triple digit growth year over year. Yet many people in the capital markets are not familiar with Dealmaker. So why don't we just start right there. Tell us a little bit about the background of the company. When was it started and what was the catalyst for starting the company? Yeah, thanks, James. Great to be here. So my background, uh, recovering attorney, no one hold that against me, please. But I practiced on Bay Street for over 10 years and saw a need in the market where my clients were closing private placements and it was paper-based and it was cumbersome and it was costing more time and money in the process and distracting them from the effort of actually raising capital. And so uh, saw the Jobs Act come out, saw a unique opportunity, especially in the U.S. with equity crowdfunding and how ca- technology could really transform the capital markets landscape. And James, like you and I have been in the industry a very long time. We know how rare that is. That technology comes into the capital markets and makes a meaningful difference. And that's the meaningful difference that Dealmaker is here to make. So call it Shopify for the capital markets, allow people to set up an online store and then market their raise digitally instead of in the old paper and pen based days. Shopify for the capital markets, I like that. Rebecca, you mentioned crowdfunding a couple of times and for those who might not be familiar with crowdfunding, why don't you just provide us with a brief background on exactly what it is? Yeah, and I'll specify like when I talk about crowdfunding, I'm talking about the US market. I know there is an exception in Canada um, we don't do that. We're talking about the really the opportunity in the U.S. that's been increasing year over year by a vast percentage, over $1.7 billion raised on Reg CF alone in the U.S., enormous 42% compounded growth rate in the use of that exemption where uh, the Congress really saw an opportunity, companies going public later, and they wanted to let the average American have access to companies before they went public. And so they brought into place the Jobs Act and they said, okay, every American can invest in these deals. Now we're going to create rules around the way they can invest. We're going to let these offerings go online. We're going to bring them online and we're going to create a robust pillar of the capital markets so that you can get VC financing, you can get Wall Street financing, and you can get equity crowdfunding as well. And I just want to clarify one point. So crowdfunding is allowed in the U.S., but it's not in Canada? It is, but the rules are different. And the ecosystem I'm talking about is the American ecosystem. So a key component of using and understanding dealmaker is understanding the regulations associated with crowdfunding and capital raising. And I want to take a little bit of time before we move on, but maybe you can just take us through Regulation CF Reg A and also Reg D, and what exactly they mean to issuers and investors. Sure thing. So what DealMaker allows people to do is set up an online offering, whatever exemption you're using. You're doing a pre-CPC round, you can load it up on DealMaker, a few thousand bucks, and then collect your board lots before you take that company public. What a lot of people are using DealMaker for is the Reg A and the Reg CF exemptions in the U.S., So that is what allows you to leverage the power of the community and raise capital from that community. Every company has an asset in a mailing list that they are learning that they can monetize and they can create an investor base out of. And so how they can do that is really by leveraging online communications with that community, bringing that community into the story and making them part of the company building experience. So we have 
you know, a robotics company who got some of their main fast food chain contracts from their community of investors that they raised from digitally. The quickest way to get that kind of community round up is from Reg CF. You can raise up to 5 million, shorter disclosure document. If you want to raise up to 75 million, you can use the Reg A exemption. That's more known as a mini IPO. You do a disclosure document, you file it with the SEC and you get approved. That process is going to take more like three months to get up and live and run. And just to clarify, once again, a Reg CF deal or a Reg A can only be done in the U.S. and only with private companies? Public companies can do them as well. Reg CF, the company needs a U.S. head office. Reg A, you need a North American head office. So Canadian companies can leverage Reg A, and a lot of them are. You brought up this notion of community, and it's amazing how in recent years, community has become so powerful uh, with regard to social media and capital raising now. Yeah, yeah, it's enormous. And the ability of doing it online really is allowing us to leverage data analytics in a way that's making it more and more efficient in the way that you can leverage that community. You can see people's reactions. You can see the messaging they're responding to. You can tweak and filter that. Um, You can incentivize different investment amounts in different tiers. So the level of sophistication that we're building into the technology is really creating a whole new way of leveraging that community ongoing shareholder communications portals now where CEOs can be dropping videos, uh, stuff like your firm, you know, is very sophisticated at and can help clients leverage. And I'm glad you brought that up now because I want to do a deeper dive on DealMaker. And why don't we just start with how many companies have actually raised capital on DealMaker? Probably at this point, over 750, maybe 800 issuers have set up different kinds of offerings on on the technology. And where would they be based, those 750 companies? Across North America, some in Europe, um, some in Australia or Asia. And are you getting more of a uptake on this platform in the U.S. with U.S. companies? Yeah, that's where our focus is right now. It's one of the it's the most robust capital market in the world. And so for us, it's a big focus um, to service that pool. And so things are rather slow within Canada. Is that just because they're not used to the technology and they're not used to crowdfunding in general or what? I, I think you've hit the nail on the head on both those. Yeah, exactly. I think um, Canadians... haven't adopted technology as quickly from what I've seen. And the the rules are different and there's less clarity. In the US, there's very specific rules about raising capital online. Here's how you do it. Very specific broker-deal licenses for it, whereas the same clarity just doesn't exist in Canada. And so you mentioned over 750 companies have used the DealMaker platform. What would be the total dollar raised? so far over 1.7 billion we're getting we're getting close to that 2 billion and rebecca you mentioned that over 750 companies have raised capital on the deal maker platform how many companies would be trying to raise capital on a monthly basis we launch anywhere between 25 and 40 new deals a month depending on the month and how active the markets are and are there when you talk about 
30 to 40 deals a month. Um, are there specific sectors that are involved or more involved than other sectors? It'll it'll differ for sure. So Reg CF is on a huge incline. Uh, Q3 of 2022 had the highest number of offerings in that category to date as a category with 445 in aggregate launching. So we've seen a huge uptick in the number of Reg CFs offering as well with community raising. Um, the market continually evolves, right? So it used to be more typical that companies would do a Reg D or an accredited investor round, get some capital, and then launch a big Reg A. When the Reg CF limits went from 1.25 million to 5 million, that became a different picture. And now we have a lot of companies that will launch a Reg CF and then move on to a Reg A. And so we see differences in the way people are using different exemptions at different points of time in the market. But, you know, we see everything... When, when SPACs were hot, there was a lot of SPAC formation. Um, we get a regular amount of fund formation as well. But the actual companies themselves, are they do they tend to be tech companies? Are they resource companies? Everything across the board. So depending on the different types of raises they're doing, we see a lot of tech, robotics, healthcare, real estate is, is a consistent and large category for us as well. And, uh, you know, di- different... Um, you know, things like psilocybin and Web3, those come in, in and out of trends in a much stronger way. Rebecca, maybe you can take us through some of the larger deals that DealMaker has worked with. Yeah, there's um, Meso Robotics is a great one, Repeat Razor. They have done some really interesting restaurant robotics technology. And so uh, they've probably raised over $65 million in aggregate from equity crowdfunding to date in different rounds. Uh, Monogram has had really successful equity crowdfunding campaigns. That's also a robotics company that does operations and they're doing an IPO right now. We've had companies like Dragonfly that was public and uplisted to the NASDAQ. And so they used an equity crowdfunding raise as part of their uplisting. So lots of exciting different companies who leverage our platform in different ways. You didn't mention the Green Bay Packers. You right. That is a very exciting one. Green Bay Packers raised $65 million to build their new stadium, leverage the power of their community to raise that $65 million. Didn't even have to do any digital marketing efforts. ESPN picked up that story and uh, over 40,000 fans in the first day drove to our site and bought their shares. And so you just made mention of how fast the Green Bay Packer deal was, but what, what about a typical deal? How long would it take approximately? How long would it last for on the, on the DealMaker platform before it raised the capital that it was trying to raise? So it depends on different inflection points in the deal. Typically, a lot of the capital in a digitally marketed raise is raised towards the end of the campaign. And so you might set up a reg CF for three to six month time frame. You can do that for a year, though, and many people will reopen offerings. Reg A, we have issuers typically about a year. You can keep them open two years, but we have some issuers that use it as an ongoing source of capital and just particularly in real estate, continue to file reg A's and continually raise from the community online. Rebecca, a traditional broker will charge anywhere from 4 to 
8% on a raise, depending on many variables. What is the cost for an issuer to raise capital on the DealMaker platform? So it depends what kind of raise they're doing. If they're using it as an efficiency tool, maybe they're doing a board lot round, they can pay tech fees of a few thousand dollars, and they're going to see actually aggregate cost savings of over 70% based on the reduction in legal fees and audit fees of having cleaner online digital records. Community raising where you're involving digital marketing, it depends on what we call ROAS, return on ad spend. But your aggregate costs you're looking at are quite similar. And in addition, you're getting a digital marketing spend where that's going to benefit the company as part of their digital marketing budget. And so you're raising your beta testers and your buyers. So that's where companies can really not think about capital raising costs as one thing, but think about it as company building efforts and make their capital raising strategy part of their company building strategy. You touched on analytics earlier, but uh, just because you brought up digital marketing again, maybe you can just tell us some of the analytics that are involved with your platform. So our team, especially on the digital marketing front, DealMaker Reach, does a huge amount of analytic and predictive um, forecasting so that you know how much your campaign is going to raise, especially predicting towards the end of the cycle. And really what they're doing is managing that spend to give you a return on ad spend dollar uh, that is going to you know, give you the power of that raise and, and your actual costs as a company for doing that raise. But further details associated with the analytics, you know exactly where their people are located, where the where the investors are located, what countries they're coming from. 100%, what their ages are, their demographic profile is, where more of those folks exist on all the four corners of the internet so that you can retarget those kinds of investors. Our mission is to globalize the capital markets, so allow you to find more of those people as we branch out and grow into different countries. When I look at dealmaker and crowdfunding in general, it's very disruptive to the capital markets and the raising of capital. Your platform enables issuers to bypass brokers. What happens to the small traditional broker on Wall Street or Bay Street who focuses on charging the typical 5% to do a raise and provides after-sales service such as research and trading? Those companies, I, I don't think those broker-dealers are going anywhere. Like this, Congress saw this as an opportunity to build out the U.S. capital markets, and that's exactly what's happening. Different kinds of companies are getting funded, right? VCs have a very specific profile of the company um, with recurring SaaS technology that they're looking for. Uh, broker dealers on Wall Street, same thing. You see a multitude of different business models raising under equity crowdfunding. You also see a huge increase, you know, in minority female founders raising from the tune of over 30% of equity crowdfunding going to those minority groups versus 2% in VC funding. So raising digitally is a completely different ballgame um, that is increasing the amount of capital coming into the capital markets, getting more companies funded. We have a lot of partners across the ecosystem. Some are VCs and you know maybe they don't want to fund that round. We regularly get referrals from investment banks who aren't looking to fund that specific round if a company has capital needs, fund it from the crowd. Maybe we're exploring with new partners. You know, Since the Silicon Valley bank failure, 
there's a lot of folks coming into that space who can do sidecar debt financing for some of these raises. So the objective is to get more founders funded and grow the ecosystem. At Bloor Street Capital, we create awareness campaigns through digital marketing, and we face a lot of obstacles in that people don't fully understand social media and they don't understand the power of it. Do you face the same sort of obstacles at your firm? I, I would say equity crowdfunding is really in the second inning of the game. And so the companies that are using it are definitely leaning towards the one who do understand the power of that. And it makes intuitive sense to them how they can leverage that power to also raise capital. Like you said to me earlier in the conversation, you know, influencer marketing and, and the growth in that category. I agree. A lot of people are just oblivious to what's happening in the growth that's happened in that world and the fact that a lot of people make a living online now as an influencer. And so that's the world that you and I both live in. And we can really see the power of where this is going. It's a really exciting opportunity. We're happy to be bringing it to a regulated space in a clear and compliant way. Rebecca, as we wrap up, what other innovations can we expect from DealMaker in the coming year? The one we're launching right now, we're really excited about, is called one-click investing. So saving investors' profile, making it as easy to buy shares online as to buy shoes online. And if you know about, you filled in a subdoc before, and you know how much information there is to fill in and how complex and difficult it can be. And with uh, you know over 2 million investor profiles in our database, those investors can now literally make a few clicks and buy shares. And that's just making the whole buying experience smoother and easier, allowing companies to focus on their messaging rather than the compliance aspects. Our data analytics suites are also incredibly powerful. So launching that for our enterprise partners, broker dealers, um, IR firms, capital markets advisors, who can see the trends across the ecosystem and the trends of their deal price, their average purchase price, their repeat investors, that's going to allow them to improve retargeting messaging and really build up their own communities that they can then bring to their clients. And if somebody wants to learn more about DealMaker, where can they go? Info at dealmaker.tech is the best place. And they can visit our website at dealmaker.tech as well. Rebecca, I want to thank you for spending time with us today and sharing your insights on crowdfunding and also DealMaker. Once again, thank you. Thanks for having me, James. <laughs>